Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a supporter of women in science. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365 today in 1963 valentina tereshkova became the first woman in space to this day, she is the only woman to have embarked on a solo space mission. For about three days, she orbited the Earth, rounding the planet 48 times. Let's look back on Tereshkova and how she got her chance to see outer space. Tereshkova didn't have a particular interest in space at first. In the 50s, she worked in a Russian textile mill while working toward a degree from the Light Industry Technical School north of Moscow. But outside of her school and work, she picked up an extraordinary hobby parachuting. By the time she was 22, she had successfully skydived for the first time, and she trained in secret to be a competitive parachutist. So where does her space career begin? Of course, with male ego. At the time, the US and Russia were engaged in a tight space race, which is exactly what it sounds like. As industrial growth bred fierce international competition, America and Russia, with their respective engineers, competed to see which country could first land a man on the moon. So in 1961, when Russia's director of cosmonaut training, Nikolai Kamenin, found out that women pilots in America were in astronaut training, he knew he had to act. In a diary, he wrote, We cannot allow that the first woman in space will be American. This would be an insult to the patriotic feelings of Soviet women. I mean, I guess it was an insult that it took competition from another country to even consider training women, but fine. This was 70 years ago. So, Kamenin and his team set out to find five women to train for a potential journey into space. As a young parachutist, Tereshkova was a perfect candidate, since at the time, landing from these missions required ejecting oneself from the spacecraft and parachuting to safety. Training for space travel is grueling. Even nowadays, the process is pretty serious. NASA puts its astronauts through two years of intensive training before they might even become eligible for a mission. It's both a physical and intellectual challenge. Not only do the astronauts need to know about meteorology, engineering, and of course, astronomy, but also they train in both land and water survival. The Sonny Carter Training Facility, located in Houston, Texas, is home to the world's largest indoor pool, which is 200 feet long and 40 feet deep. In this pool, astronauts practice walking. Yes, under the conditions of outer space, even walking is something you need to practice intensely. It's estimated that for every hour an astronaut might spend walking in space, they spend 10 hours walking in this pool. They also practice flying a plane, modified to operate like a space shuttle, over 1,000 times. Most of the technology astronauts use now, like virtual reality simulators, was not available in the 60s, but Tereshkova's training was just as intense. She joined the Soviet Air Force as a private, and after 10 months of work, she was promoted to a junior lieutenant. Then she trained in survival skills and learned to operate a spacecraft. Tereshkova's space mission, Vostok 6, allowed Russia to gain more medical information about how human bodies 
react to space travel. Like the five space flights before her, Tereshkova was instructed to write a flight log, take photos, and maintain the spacecraft. The photos she took helped scientists identify aerosol layers in the Earth's atmosphere. As it turns out, there was a small malfunction in her spacecraft. The control program was set to ascend from orbit rather than descend. She was given data to fix this, so she was able to safely land back on Earth. But the designer requested that she not tell anyone about his error, so she kept it a secret until another astronaut spilled the beans in 2004. There was another mistake in her mission, but the stakes on this one weren't life or death. Though the Soviet space agency gave her food, water, and toothpaste, they didn't pack a toothbrush. See? Even astronauts have brushed their teeth with their fingers before. Stars. They're just like us. In the aftermath, Tereshkova became an international celebrity, traveling with other Russian cosmonauts from the Vostok missions around the world. She made 42 international trips between 1963 and 1970, and by 1977, she received her PhD in aeronautical engineering. Then she became an instructor at the Yuri Gagarin Cosmonaut Training Center, named after the first man in space. As the old saying goes, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll still be amongst the stars. For Valentina Tereshkova, you can apply this adage quite literally. Not only did she orbit the Earth amongst the stars, but she also now has a crater on the moon named after her. If that's not impressive, I don't know what is. Now let's talk about music. On this day in 1971, Tupac Shakur was born in New York City. This Gemini may have only lived to age 25, but in his short life, he managed to become one of the most celebrated rappers of all time. When Rolling Stone ranked Tupac number 86 on its list of the 100 greatest artists, 50 Cent wrote, Every rapper who grew up in the 90s owes something to Tupac. He's not exaggerating, either. Artists like Alicia Keys, Zayn Malik, Meek Mill, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, and even Ed Sheeran have publicly spoken about Tupac's influence on their music. He was also an actor, co-starring in the movie Poetic Justice with Janet Jackson. The young rapper was gone too soon, killed in a drive-by shooting. It's unknown who shot Tupac, and the case remains unsolved. Still, his legacy lives on. He sold over 75 million records, making him one of the best-selling artists in history. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a June 16th in my life. June 16th, 2018, I was recovering from my wisdom teeth removal surgery. My face was very puffy and swollen, but outside of that, I was still settling in my parents' guest room with my desk that I had just recently bought and a bunch of my recording equipment. And it's really cute to see my setup now because honestly, not much has changed and I kind of love that. I had two standing monitors for speakers that I would listen to, my poorly mixed garage band music through. I had a cheap Amazon boom arm for my blue Yeti USB microphone and one monitor that was a 23-inch Acer monitor that I still use in my childhood bedroom back home in California. My setup is definitely pretty similar to the way that it was back in 2018, even though it's three years ago. I still use actually a lot of the same equipment that I have in this exact photo. And I say this because I don't think you need special things to make good music. I use a lot of the same equipment. I still use my Blue Yeti USB microphone sometimes, 
I still use the same headphones that I have in this photo, and I used my audio interface that I had in this photo as well, the Scarlett 2i2, just yesterday when I was recording a demo for something. So you can make music with anything. That could then be a phone, that could be a microphone, it could be whatever you want it to be, and that's pretty cool. Thanks for going back in time with me, and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.